Welcome to Spike's Podcast, where we reflect on the joy of running amidst the joy of life. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this recording for Spike's. It's Sunday, the 20th of September. Um, just about, well, heading up towards four o'clock in the afternoon so quite late for a Sunday run um, that's because this morning we were motorcycling uh, motorcycling with our bike group so 14 of us out riding and uh, we went out over Exmoor and to the coast um, heading towards Woody Bay and uh, had a refreshment break at the cafe on an old railway station with the restored railway steam steam railway there that was fun um you know sometimes you just when you live somewhere you forget just how stunning it all is and um anybody who knows a particular corner of southwest Britain where you've got uh, Exmoor over towards Porlock, um, Lynmouth down to Woody Bay just stunning stunning scenery beautiful location um, great for motorcycling because you've got you know, some nagery bits and some fast flowing twisty roads and hairpin bends and slopes so lots of interesting features so uh, I was out riding my my KTM and uh, Gina on her Yamaha Yamaha 800 and uh, many different bikes out with us uh, um, mentioned Gina there what news well in summary not a lot really um, we are still in the wait and see moment um, Gina's surgical wounds have all healed very well 
Um, she feels fine. Uh, but this Wednesday coming, we'll be sitting down with the oncologist and uh, talking through what the next steps are. We have uh, pretty much ruled out uh, further surgery in the region to remove other lymph nodes from the axilla. Uh, but our debate's going to be around uh, the efficacy of chemotherapy, what sort, what regimen, um, and follow-on radiotherapy. Gina has read extensively around the subject, all the reports, all the literature, I say all, you know, she's used as reliable a resource as we can find on the internet, um, plus some reports from her daughter Stevie. Um, so, we feel reasonably well armed with knowledge, but uh, what we have to do is see how that aligns with the current thinking of the oncologist. And uh, in herself, Gina is, say physically, seems very well. I think, as I remember myself, in a not wholly dissimilar situation, there are moments of fear and frustration, anger, but Gina has a you know, very good um, control and discipline really, so uh, she will um, if you like, uh, talk herself through those painful and bewildering episodes. Um, it's, it's often hard to know how one supports someone in these times I mean there are moments where you just realise you've 
said something inappropriate. Um, a classic case, I think, of uh, getting it wrong or right. You know, Gina was massively supportive when I went through my uh, cancer surgery. And, um, you know, I, I pledged to her that I would be, you know, supportive of all that she had to face and, and her decisions. Um, and, you know, just Thursday, uh, we were elsewhere, I'll talk about that shortly. Um, and had an email that requested that I do a bit of work. Um, actually chairing one of the mental health review panels. Uh, some work I do. Um, and it was an urgent request. A, a chair was needed for this coming Wednesday. And uh, it's not until the afternoon, but that morning um, at 9.45 is when Gina and I will see her oncologist. And uh, I said to Gina on Thursday, oh, I've had this email. Um, I knew Gina was planning to be at work by two o'clock on Wednesday. But I would have had to leave um, home at around 12.15. And although, you know, that's several, uh, a few, you know, three hours or so after, uh, hang on, two and a half hours after Gina's appointment. Um, I realized after I'd mentioned it to her that it was a classic case of me saying I would be there. And then, yeah, for whatever noble cause, and I put that in inverted commas, um, uh, there I was thinking of not being there for just a moment when you know it might have been that she just wanted to say something else to me so uh, I think it's so easy to to say I'll be there I'll help but it is also very easy to 
just slip away from being truly present as you should be having made that commitment anyway I'm not doing the panel I've declined this time um, I will be there on Wednesday whatever happens so I said we were away on Thursday um, motorcycling again we were uh, fulfilling our work there as instructors at uh, the race circuit at Thruxton so a deeply deeply enjoyable day um, just helping people develop their riding skills uh, through a long busy day so that was good um, weather held fine for us it's always a bonus um, it's a long day we set off from home 6.15 in the morning we get home about 12 and a half hours later and you know you've, a lot of the on track time is written not only at a reasonable level of intensity for your own riding but also in trying to watch and assist others you're having to concentrate pretty hard through the day anyway uh, I got a Friday morning uh, headachey and feeling quite viremic um, just weak no, no energy at all and uh, I had in my head got the notion that day as I had two funerals to deliver but uh, they were completed by 1.30 in the afternoon so I thought oh, my plan had been uh, that through the afternoon I'd get out and run been um, putting my mileages up a little bit just lately so the plan was to aim for seven or eight uh, which would have been longest run for some months now so I was quite looking forward to that idea but you know when you're feeling that that wiped out you just know that running is not a wise thing you know, if I'd done anything it might have been like today a very easy three but uh, I wasn't going to push myself harder than I have for a few months and that makes me think of the notion of running with joy and it's been the 
strap line that I've used with this particular podcast ever since I started to record uh, three years ago three and a bit years ago now I think um, anyway I've uh, always felt that running has given me huge times of pleasure um, But sometimes, you know, when you're when you're training hard and you have to do the what Chris Russell over at Run Run Live he calls going into the dark place and uh, that's the training sessions you know, where you know right from the beginning they're going to be demanding uh, they'll hurt and they will leave you pretty much depleted at the end of them um, typically they might be hard interval sessions or hill climbs or um or fart leg you know it's something where you're mixing it up a bit pushing yourself hard you know and you end up finishing it much like you feel drained at the end of a race very similar sort of feeling of just exhaustion really and uh, sometimes it's hard to see see the joy in those sessions but usually by the time you're in the shower or the bath and the muscles are beginning to ease down on the screaming then then the joy maybe starts to appear because you know you've done a good session a session that's going to count when uh, when you're really pushing hard in another race another marathon or 5k or whatever it is that that training session will be one of the benefit ones uh, I happen to think personally that there are no junk miles no miles that don't count at all so every session has some training value but those those really brutal ones those are the ones that just add to you not just physically but psychologically too and now you know, I've got to as you well know I'm at the uh, autumn of my running career uh, and 
you know, these days, my, my pace just seems to get steadily less quick. Uh, and it was Wednesday. I did, uh, did a run on my treadmill, which was a, you know, um, doing 1600 meter step ups over three increasing speeds um, and you know it was a pace that was uh, in the end slower than what I would have deemed my my ultra running pace but on Wednesday that was a hard session for me you know it was I don't know if I was no I wasn't in the dark place but I was looking through the doorway at it and uh, yeah it soon becomes apparent yeah, that that's a place where you've got to search a bit for the joy but it's there it's there okay so what else goes on um I think interesting politics as dangerous ground that and religion as we know stuff not to be trifled with but uh, I've always had a an interest in politics but sadly in <coughs> in more recent times that uh, interest has has become uh, based far more in cynicism than is healthy um, and I think I've probably mentioned I lose track of what I've told you what I haven't but uh, I've been watching the West Wing um, just started season four and uh, I'm just loving all the scripting, the the acting. Um, it's a a lot of pleasure to read. Well, sorry to read to to watch. Um, but it also, you know, and I accept it's it's a fiction, um, a product of fairly liberal minds but um, what I like is the the desire of the protagonists largely to do good um, within you know the incredible constraints of national and international uh, politicking 
and with that in mind I was really fascinated and I have to say pleased to see that the uh, the Labour Party in Britain just elected Jeremy Corbyn as its leader. Now this election is uh, steeped in in controversy. Uh, there were, I think, four candidates, and uh, the other three much more mainstream Labour Party members of Parliament. Um, you know, frankly, you just got the sense more of the same. And uh, it's very hard these days to to see uh, clear water between the stances of the uh, main political parties in our country. Um, they will profess quite differing views on things, but Oh dear, they both seem to be so hooked up into um, party funding from industry, uh, banking, hedge funds, you know, these organisations that many of us are growing increasingly distrustful of. And... Uh, you know, our trust of the political system in Britain is, I think, as low as I've ever known it in my lifetime. And then, step forward, Jeremy Corbyn. Now, he is um, very much on the left wing political thinking, a lifelong and professed socialist, uh, and he holds some views, some ideas, which I am uh, not in favour of. But he won that Labour leadership contest with an absolute massive landslide majority and it just seems that here was a a man who actually spoke about conviction in his politics now uh, the furore that has followed has been extraordinary in that uh, the the right-wing press have just got into a feeding frenzy to try to uh, um, put this man down uh, and even the 
left of centre press is certainly not rallied behind him and yet you know he got more young people engaged in political thought than we've seen for a generation so I'm pleased that he's achieved that we wait to see where his leadership goes but boy I'm grateful thank you for what at least appears to be some more straightforward honest politicking rather than the endless spinning and uh, shilly-shallying that goes on in what passes for our political system at present anyway as I say really maybe you didn't want to hear that maybe you're not interested but I thought I'd just share those thoughts with you. So, just returning home, that was just a nice, easy, easy, easy three miles, um, which was very much my aim for the run. And uh, when I said to Gina, I was going to do an easy three miles, she said, Well, take your recorder and record spikes then that'll make sure you run more slowly <laughs> so I hope it wasn't too huffy and puffy folks um, whatever training regime you follow I hope that you get joy from it um, sometimes some of you will have to get to the dark place if you want to improve personal bests and, and achieve qualifying times and and beat long-standing rivals you'll only do that if you really work hard and that means the dark place but when you're not there then keep running or everything you do with joy <laughs>